remember? Yeah, yeah. Hello, everybody, and welcome back to the continuation of Evil Zen Live at the Cottage 2022. Previous episode, we left you on a cliffhanger. Previously on Evil Zen. Yeah. Chris, don't tell them! (laughs) Previously on Evil Zen, uh, Mike and Chris mentioned that a supernatural thing happened at this cottage, possibly, already. Yes, that's true. Um, and I guess we, sh- we don't need to beat around the bush any longer at this point um, for our Patreons who- who've paid good money to now, hear... beating around the bush, the that, that, that doesn't apply if you use Manscaped. Yes. You won't be uh, running up that because, hill. Because... Um, running up that hill. Anyway. I don't have a bush. No, we all shaved before we t- came <laughs> up here. I'm glad you told us that mm-hmm. before we all slept in this cottage together. Three smooth men, barf. Th- smooth crotches up in the countryside. We've left the city behind. Kendalls. We've left left our bushes behind in the big city <laughs> to come to the country and be smooth men. We saw this crazy picture of China the wrestler. We certainly <laughs> did. So, okay, that's all. I'll anyway, say. <laughs> we ha- we do have some wrestling fans yes, on the Patreon. Absolutely. Yes. So all I'll Adrian. say is we saw a crazy picture of China. Remember her? Yes. So, Mike, let's talk about the supernatural. So, James, thank you for handing it off so nicely. Chris and I arrived a few, several hours, many hours before you did, so you weren't here when this happened. Mm. We came in here. It's an Airbnb rental. Showed up. We took a, ro- a walk around. Chris, you walked around the backyard where there's a window here, and you were like, holy shit, because the, the TV was on, and it was paused on something a show that at first i i thought it was <clears throat> like a home improvement type of show not the show home improvement but you know like a fixer up or renovating mm-hmm. mike holmes type flip of show this house whatever yeah, yeah flip this house is it cake yeah <laughs> <laughs> they cut a knife into a big house <laughs> and it's all cake or the what are those guys those, the property brothers the property men who are twins they are Right, so when their father oh. ejaculated into the mother and fertilized mm-hmm. yes, the egg, the that's egg right. split in two. It was one sex act that created yeah. the two property brothers. Yeah. It was one sexual intercourse. And they, so if crazy. You, if, yeah, if you're and when of, he came, he said, property brothers. <laughs> oh. <laughs> it's weird to think, man. If you really, really, really think about it, they really did have sex, and the brothers were born that night. Yeah, like, and one of them is with Zoe Deschanel. That's yeah. stupid. I she's, wonder if she's the dad a fool. Knew. If I no offense to her, but you got to be kidding me, Zoe. Yeah. Anyway, maybe yeah, she you can fool. do better, Zoe. I, I know with a fact as a fact she can. Yes. Maybe the pro- yeah. one of the property brothers. It's like so cute and so sweet. They're aliens, man. Yeah. I watched a, a, a TV show that showed the Property Brothers' house. Mm-hmm. Okay, before they married Zoe Deschanel, and it was a a giant house in Vegas, like around a desert. And it was this weird house they lived in together, and it had a slide from the top floor to the bottom floor. And oh, that sounds very whimsical, yes, James. But I wouldn't want to. Do you want to live with your brother? If there's a slide, yeah. <laughs> I mean, um, anyway. Wow, so they're 
two two cutie patooties in a house Living with in a slide. Vegas. Yeah. They're from Vancouver, aren't yeah. they? Yeah, the why, Vegas why, of the North. Why are you Why are you guys moving to Vegas? You host a home renovation Is that show. Like the goal? You're not a sports better. If, if you're a, like a carpenter or a construction worker, it's like one day if this works out and I hit the big time, <laughs> like, I'll move to Vegas. These two losers from Vancouver go, hey. We should move to Vegas together as twin brothers. What the fuck one are day, you guys doing? Right now, I'm just knocking down a wall and flipping a house, but one day, I swear to God, I'll marry Zoe Deschanel. <laughs> You're dreaming, kid. But they made it happen. They both married Zoe Deschanel. She wouldn't know the damn difference. They're twins. Yeah, and that's illegal on their end. What happens in Vegas stays in Vegas. <laughs> <laughs> so anyways... <laughs> Sorry. So you guys get here today, and, and the there was TV a terrifi- is on. So I thought it terrifying. was a home reno show, yeah, or or something like it, because there were hands frozen with a uh, tape measure. Yeah. So for hours and hours, I thought it was a home reno show. <laughs> it had to be. It's got hands with the tape measure paused on the screen. Sure. And then we came in and we explored. And? We were like, should we go explore? the? Because there's a basement. And then we're like, no, we're too afraid. So we looked upstairs first. Very nice. And then we came but back yeah, who downstairs. left the show paused when if there's not here and we just showed up? Maybe we pulled into the driveway. The murderer was sitting on the couch, heard the car, didn't have time to turn the TV off. He just paused it. And ran into the basement. And here because is, there is a locked basement now, door. There is a basement door that is locked, and it says staff only. And we knocked on the door. But, but there before was that, no before answer. that, I got a an oar out of the closet as a weapon. <laughs> it's true. And then I turned the because light on with the oar, and then the that door's locked. Murderer yeah. might have just thought, oh shit, people are here. And he t- gets a piece of paper and writes, uh, I don't know, staff? Yeah. Who who at an Airbnb says staff? That's Dude, what is this parasite? Yeah, yeah yes, man, could be. And so the door's oh, locked. So scared. We knock on the door. The man could be listening right around the corner right now as we're doing this. Well, he he's not mad. He, he's mad because I unpaused his show. <laughs> but wait, what was the show? So that is the this biggest is part more, of the story to me. Even more oh, terrifying is it was like he had to guess what the show was by this frozen pause screen <laughs> and like i said <laughs> it looks like whatever yeah the property brothers something reno listed. yeah hands with a tape measure mm. measuring tape the so flipper then, men so yeah. then i hit play and it's a youtube video because we have can get youtube on this tv yes we can nice <laughs> <laughs> well then you look at the search history yeah, I looked at the searches, oh. but first when I hit pause, the screen, the f- action of the film that someone <laughs> made continued, and it was uh, a young girl with a tape measure, and she was making something for a party, and it turned out to be a Bruno Mars music video. Yes. Hmm. <laughs> so... So someone, someone was in here watching a Bruno it Mars wasn't like music the killer. video. <laughs> the the killer. killer who could still be in this fucking house right now as we speak. Yeah. And I opened up every closet that is possible to open, but there are some areas to this house that are not privy to us. Mm-hmm. And it's like Bluebeard. You must not look in this room. Yeah. Right? Don't believe me, just watch. Yeah. Don't believe me, just watch. Die. Don't believe me, just watch. How are you sleeping? Oh, who am I? I'm the staff. <laughs> ah! 
But, but what was don't you think that was her history? Oh, yeah. It was like... Don't tell me incest porn. On YouTube? <laughs> I know. <laughs> <laughs> they were looking up clean porn on YouTube. Uh, it was like Christian worship songs. Christian worship For real? Songs. Some UFC fighting. UFC, huh. the war in Ukraine. Just kind of some regular Who stuff. Google's the war in Ukraine on That's YouTube. What I, <laughs> uh, I want to know what's going on in the war in Ukraine. I'm going to type that in on YouTube. Mm-hmm. <laughs> but YouTube, you guys don't know this, but they have up-to-date uh, news pieces. Tonight well, on YouTube News, I'm Walter Cronkite. <laughs> I'm the reanimated body of Walter Cronkite. <laughs> I've totally gotten I'm my the news spirit from of Walter Cronkite in a robot. <laughs> <laughs> this is 60 minutes that you can play over and over again if you want. <laughs> and you can give us a thumbs up. <laughs> Just go ahead and hit that subscribe button. This is 60 minutes. <laughs> Please be sure to follow me on Walter Cronkite on TikTok and on Snapchat. <laughs> Send nudes. <laughs> so interesting. Someone was watching shit on YouTube. And we scared them when we arrived. And they they quickly hid in the locked basement. And they're probably still there now. I guess it is now. sort of hard to believe someone was like, okay, I'm leaving this Airbnb and forget to turn off their paused YouTube video. And I doubt the Airbnb host, who seems to be a white-haired man called yeah. Bill, I doubt he was watching Bruno Mars. Yeah, the listing didn't say, I'm a huge Bruno Mars fan. <laughs> I Yes. No, but this, this has the makings of, a, of an Edgar Allan Poe short story or at least a Stephen <laughs> King mega novel. But if my detective skills of deduction could be used even more, Mike, why don't you tell James what some of those DVDs are entitled? <sighs> so this is even more chilling. We, uh, there's a but DVD I think player. I'm getting to... The and I'm walking towards the basement right now, so I might get murdered. Um, <laughs> there's a, a, the place comes with some DVDs. And uh, I, I've, I just want to put on the record, I've pulled out from a closet a Family Feud DVD game that I do really want to play with Mike and Chris. Well, that's part of the clue. It's so, not just a white-haired man named Bill. There's so, a family. And Mike... Why don't you tell us about some of those DVDs? Ugly Betty, the TV series. Ugly Betty, the complete first season. <laughs> okay. Um, America Ferreira. We've got a 007 James Bond DVD box set. That's white-haired man. Yes. What uh, What James Bond Holy movies? shit. It's a box set. Box set. But although... <laughs> oh, you know, this, fuck. Wait, wait, but this is terrifying. Some of these aren't James Bond movies. There's And they put them back in the James Bond box? There's Doctor No, Tomorrow Never Dies, The Man with the Golden Gun, uh, License to Kill... Spy Who Loved Me, and then Out of Time and The Breakup. The Breakup ain't a James Bond movie. <laughs> is that movie. the Vince Vaughn, Jennifer Aniston movie? Because Look, it that, okay. certainly is. And that it's is a James no, okay. Bond. That's not a James Bond yeah. movie. I'm Please let me finish you, I'm this. I'm this you. is Please like Ted Bundy stuff. Mike, there's two. There's a. There's a DVD over there where there's two copies of it. Can you please read those out to us? Absolutely. I was leading up to this, Chris. Despicable Me Two. Okay. Yeah. The proposal. So we got mm-hmm. some some rom coms. Roman Holiday, classic movie. Classic Gregory Peck, Audrey Hepburn. But then now this is terrifying. It'll make your blood turn to ice. Two copies of The Devil Wears Prada. <laughs> now here is my case in point, gentlemen. A, who, what kind of old seventy-year-old white-haired man named Bill would be pausing a Bruno Mars 
video yeah. on YouTube. And mm-hmm. owning two copies of Devil well, Wears Prada. Also, that's my point. The person who owns the Devil two copies of Devil Wears Prada is the person watching the Bruno Mars movie. And then I would wife. say that he has a wife or a daughter that comes to check on the place, maybe. And she paused or it. The uh, killer, and she's been hiding all fucking night. The she's got a daughter, and she's in the basement right I've now. I've got a question, though, Mike. Can you open the cases of the two Devil Wears Prada cases? Because I wonder if the DVDs are both in now, there. Now, this is risky for me, because who knows what's in here. Yeah. There could be. Right? Yeah. Open you know? up box number one. Arsenic or... We can all see it. I'm holding Devil's it up. Devil Wears yeah. Prada. Yeah. Prada. box. we got Streep and Hathaway there smiling, doing their oh. thing. I think Anne Hathaway's pretty. I me do. too. Absolutely. Very pretty. Devil Wears Prada. Okay, so that DVD is Devil Wears Prada. One Let's down. check the second copy. Exhibit uh, B, ladies and gentlemen of the jury. The DVD cover. Yeah. There's Meryl Streep and Anne Hathaway having fun. Stanley Tucci on the back. It'd be, imagine being married to Anne oh. Hathaway. Different way to open it. This one opened up. Yeah. It's this in one the box is cover. In a box, one of the boxes that slides yeah. off. Yes, which this, I don't I, know why they I'm made I'm too those. scared to open it. Actually, at Mike, this point now, got to do it, dude. Another copy of so the Devil Wears Prada. two copies of the same. Mm-hmm. I couldn't live with myself having two copies of the same DVD under the same TV. I couldn't do it. I mean, some movies are so good, you need to have <laughs> two <laughs> copies of. I I wait. Can understand that it. second copy. Had a white powder all over it. That's all over your fingers. Oh, now. No anthrax. <laughs> <laughs> I've been thraxed. And what other movies are kicking around over there? Now we're comedians, so we're gonna like this one. We got Elf starring Will Ferrell. <laughs> yeah. I got uh, first half of Elf funny. Second half, Legally Blonde, two. I don't like watching Will Ferrell go daddy all the time. Like it makes me uncomfortable. Yeah, singing in the rain. Singing. In the, I watched Legally Blonde two with you guys. Now, there's two more piles. I'll try and be quick because yeah, maybe this it. isn't No, I think exciting. this is good. GoldenEye. So maybe GoldenEye belongs in the in the Bond box. I think you should, do you think if you fix it, like a door will open? <laughs> <laughs> what a Nintendo 64 um, game. Now, oh. I've never heard of this movie. Hmm. License to Wed. Robin Williams, Mandy Moore, and John Krasinski. Robin Williams seems to be a Catholic priest. Oh, that's one of his classic characters. It says Robin Williams at his best as a review on the uh, on the front of the cover here. Oh, poor Robin Williams. That's so sad. Um, A movie called. I mean, not about his death, but being in that movie (laughs) with John Krasinski. No, I I think that's why he did did it. Um, Beyond the Gates of Splendor. Is that a Christian movie? Um. No one famous seems to be involved or credited on Beyond it. Beyond the Gates of Splendor. Well, I bet you that's a Christian movie. It sounds like it. And also, they own a DVD where Robin Williams is a priest marrying people. Marriage is the right way to live. Yeah. Priests mm. officiate everything right in the world. Mm. This is a hardcore Christian family. So maybe. that's okay. We've got yeah, because they love Christ. I'm saying that because they bathe in His love. There is an Alexa plugged in over there. Are Christians allowed to have an Alexa? <laughs> Isn't God no, the ultimate Alexa? You're thinking of Amish. <laughs> yeah, because right, right. when you say, you could say to God, like, hey, God, and it goes, and it, a little blue yes. light comes on in the sky. <laughs> and you go, what's the weather right now? And God says, it's 21 degrees Celsius in and, Toronto. And you can set God's voice to like a number of different accents. <laughs> yeah. It's Samuel Jackson. Hey, God, can you play? Yeah. Hey, God. Play War Pigs by Black Sabbath. <laughs> okay. Out of the sky comes the music. Yeah. Um, 
Jingle All the Way we've got here. Classic Sinbad, uh, Schwarzenegger, Phil Hartman, R.I.P. Oh, nice. Oh, um, very nice. Revenge of the Bridesmaids? Was this a sequel to Bridesmaids? No. no, no. Wait. Revenge of the Bridesmaids? This is Raymond... That? Sorry, Raven Simone and Joanna Garcia. This is probably from years before Bridesmaids. Hmm. Uh, it's called Bridesmaids? Revenge, Revenge of, the of the Bridesmaids. Oh, oh it's an ABC. So it's a sequel to Bridesmaids. The, <laughs> ABC Family original movie. If I could guess the premise, they're always bridesmaids and they go, F it. We're, you know, we don't care. We're never the bride. And then they probably meet their husbands on the movie. Well, do yeah. you want to hear what the actual plot is? Mm-hmm. Sure. Of Revenge of the Bridesmaids. They become best friends. And the little, um, the, uh, not the, what do they call it? The, like, the snappy. Um, the log line? The log line here. You may now kick the bride. Oh. It says, you couldn't the use lo- that today in a, for a movie. No. When best friends Abigail and Parker return to their small southern hometown for a visit, they learn that their close friend Rachel has lost the love of her life. To their Shit. ex-friend Caitlin, a conniving gold digger. She gives money. I bet you that small hometown that she returns to resembles uh, quite specifically the small hometown that the Hollywood writer is originally from. <laughs> <laughs> right? What you know? Parker and Abigail go undercover <laughs> as Caitlin's bridesmaids to sabotage the wedding, but their best laid plans start going outrageously awry when they perpetrate a mass shooting. No, I added that. Part. <laughs> <laughs> oh, brilliant. You know, when you started doing the uh, Gold Digger Kanye song, I couldn't help but think of, I recently saw on Twitter, the cast of Glee on an episode of Glee singing that Gold, Gold Digger, Digger song together. Hmm, I wonder if they changed oh, the certain lyrics. They did indeed that change so the lyrics, but it's funny brutal to, to watch. watch. It's no, worth, what? worth looking up. I thought Glee was... Oh, that movie's got some good jokes Jack in it. Jack and Jill. Adam Sandler's Never Jack and Jill. Never Adam Sandler's Jack and Jill. He's having a real renaissance now. He's almost like Bill Murray level where everyone's like, oh, he can do no wrong. Yeah. So is this where he marries like, himself? They, he really bounced back from when the emails at Netflix or what Sony like leaked. What Remember was that, that again? I forget. Oh, because <clears throat> of the, um, the Seth Rogen North Korea movie? Yeah, but emails leaked of like all these executives talking about how they, like, they can't stand Adam Sandler's movies are so dumb and puerile, <laughs> and he's stupid. I think it's just sometimes if you own it, you could get away with it. That's the There's thing, these... but that is true. Adam Sandler's always been like, yeah, I'm it's making like, like stupid, silly things. But then with my once a decade, he does like a movie where everyone's like, he's actually really good. <laughs> I yeah. mean, hey, fuck, uncut, uncut gems. Punch drunk love though <laughs> too. People forget about that. He he's people. There's all this, uh, all these videos you see on Twitter now. He's in Toronto, I guess, doing a movie, and yeah. he's just playing pickup basketball with random dudes and basketball. You got to be careful so though dope. if you're in Toronto playing pickup basketball with Adam Sandler, because we know a guy who used to do that, and then he got charged with uh, possession of child pornography. True story. That Wait, is he played a against story. Adam Sandler. Yeah, yeah, yeah. When? Before he got arrested for child pornography. Okay. I mean, I don't think we Adam didn't know Sandler this guy well. <laughs> just on that. the record, it's someone in the comedy world we knew who then yes. got kind who of was having a very good year. He was he on the rise. Yeah, and then um, that. Came but also, out even and not he disappeared, knowing, and I, you know, what can you say? But also, not knowing like the crime that he would eventually become known for. And perpetrating. He made me uncomfortable anyways, because he was one of those guys that's too nice and meek all the time to the point where you're like, what's going on? Like, be yeah. real. Yeah. 
Remember that? Yeah. Like, his demeanor didn't say, I'm this guy. No. But it said something that was off-putting a bit. Does that make sense? Yeah. Yeah, you never hear about a very um, confident peppy kind of alpha personality type against George with child pornography. <laughs> <laughs> not usually. Yeah, not like Tom Cruise and Top Gun. You know. Tom Cruise Maverick. <laughs> yeah. Although, was Michael Jackson an alpha personality and A-type? Well, he didn't really read like no. it with his... No, he was uh, kind of retiring and shy. Weird Creepy. And Skulking in around Never in the shadows. Land, uh, yeah. 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 No. Hey, I'm alpha, man. This is like yeah. a year anniversary of but the funniest thing ever that I laughed so hard at on a Evil Men was huh? you guys joking about um, Michael Jackson singing about "Let Me See Your Sons." Remember that? Or whatever. <laughs> no, I don't. It was classic. I don't remember classic. how this thing started? <laughs> anyway, sorry, Mike. Finish up. We could finish up these movies here. Well, we got a copy of Benjamin, The Curious Case of Benjamin Button. Oh, that's a cottage rager, right? That there. one We're gonna freaks get me out. And watch he grows that. young. It starts so old. So what happens at the end? He goes into his dad's dick. <laughs> yeah, go fuck yourself, movie. <laughs> at the end of the movie, um, Brad Pitt climbs back into a penis. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, and the then the woman sack. he fell in love with kisses his dad's balls goodbye. <laughs> <laughs> Just like in the F. Scott Fitzgerald story. <laughs> Can I give him one last kiss? And she lifts sure. the stem up. Sounds good to me. Kiss so, him all you want. So, F. Scott, um, you're the king of the jazz era of uh, American novels. What's your latest work? It's called The Scrotum Kisser. That's real hip. F. Scott, just read your latest book. I love it. I love when the guy walks back into his dad's dick. F. Scott Fitzgerald, I gotta ask you. When you wrote Scrotum Kisser, how many gin martinis were you on? <laughs> Did you write <laughs> He's writing in Paris in like a an attic in the twenties? Uh, then he goes back into his dad's dick. <laughs> I'm going to go talk to Hemingway for a second. F. Scott, good news. We just got word you've sold 20 million copies of the dad's dick book. Imagine a microscopic <laughs> Brad Pitt just in a sort of bloodstream. It's the last 40 minutes of the movie. He's climbing up climbing up the shaft, trying to get back into the urethra. <laughs> but according to his disease, after... He becomes glucose in his dad's balls. <laughs> does he? Does he then still turn into like nutrients from food that's digested? <laughs> and then he actually gets born again as a sandwich his dad was eating. <laughs> and then he tries to convince. <laughs> he has to convince Kate Blanchett that the sandwich that she's looking at is the man she fell in love with. <laughs> <laughs> We've got Tomorrow Never Dies. True. You only live twice. <laughs> true. James Bond titles are just true. They're true. You know? Tomorrow does never die. You only live twice. Yeah. Fear Eyes Only is true. What's the premise if you only live twice? They reanimate people? Um, what is the plot of that? They don't really... Maybe he. they think he's dead. I can't remember. <laughs> 
James Bond is dead. But they had really funny ones. Oh, no, he's not. <laughs> they had... Uh, oh, no, I'm getting mixed up. You only live twice. Oh, that's a Pierce Brosnan one, right? No, no. Sean Connery had returned as Agent 007. Oh, yeah, that's the one twice. where he goes to Hong Kong, I think. He goes to um, Japan because World War Three has happened. <laughs> oh, shit. Okay. I've seen it. Blofeld. Yeah, Blofeld's in it. Um, but I just know he was in an Asian country because he wears a disguise. If oh, you catch my damn no. drift. So it's not... Yeah. Who's James Bond in this one? Sean Conn. Sean Connery. Uh, Sean Conn. <laughs> Sean John. Sean John. Puff Daddy. Um, then we have just a few more. <laughs> the Blind Side. Uh, oh, yes. Yeah, Sandra Bullock. Bullock classic. We've we got, were talking about her earlier. Yeah, got, you think she was really pretty in Speed. I do. Yeah. And, and among other movies, I like Sandra. You're really pretty, and if this bus slows down, it'll <laughs> blow up. <laughs> You're really pretty. <laughs> <laughs> that was the log line for the uh, Speed. No, oh, the way no woman wants to hear that <laughs> sentence You're really said. pretty. You're really pretty. <laughs> if this bus slows down, it'll blow up, and I'll be sad because you're really pretty. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so, don't ruin your dress. It's weird, like yeah. I, it's weird, like a grown man, and to our female uh, listeners. Well, anyone who listens that wears a dress, Fans, lovers, any fan who wears a dress. Mm-hmm. Is it weird, like being an adult and another adult goes, "That's a pretty dress." <laughs> the words Probably. or the tone? <laughs> Perhaps tone. Okay, Here's say it, say it as an adult in a nice way. That's a pretty dress. Yeah, I that, think that's you normal. can you can get away with that. I think so. Okay, okay. That's a pretty dress. That's a pretty dress. <laughs> as long as you, your voice keeps going higher, that's a pretty dress. I'm safe. That's a pretty dress. <laughs> That's a pretty dress. <laughs> it has to be as, as uh, non-threatening as possible. Yeah. yeah. That's a pretty dress. Um, That's a pretty dress. Dame Helen Mirren in The Queen here. Oh, my God. We should watch that. That's a banger. I'm going to say. still alive. Dame Helen Mirren, very attractive. I never found Queen Elizabeth attractive, but in you this didn't? movie. I will. F- I find, found the Queen attractive. Wow. You find, you find the Queen attractive, James? You don't? Okay. She, as I guess when she was younger, on the money, she's no, always I young. Don't. No, I you suck. Don't. He I, does, she's never looking. I'm joking. I okay. Don't. I, thought, I obviously you, don't. You tricked I was, me. That's I why you're an actor. Joke. That's why you're an actor yeah. appearing on shows. Both Helen of you. Mirren. I could fall in love with her. Yeah? Well, Even now. Whatever. I think she's a patron, so... She's going to hear that. <laughs> nice. We've got Wall Street with Douglas and LaBeouf. Oh, wait, so is that... Uh, Wall Street Money Never Wall- Sleeps. Cause, oh, right, because the original Wall Street was in the 80s. This I've never the seen that. Money either. Never Sleeps. Uh, I'm money and I'll, I don't sleep. And, uh, huh? What? Oh. Is it, did his character go down on too many women and get a He got throat cancer, yeah. Remember he blamed that on Catherine Zeta-Jones? Poor Catherine. 
He blamed her vagina for giving him throat cancer. Where, whereas it was probably, was he a smoker or? I got throat cancer from going down on Catherine Zeta Jones. <laughs> <laughs> to be fair, he did it excessively. Apparently, he would do it up to ten times a day. Wait, are, you're joking. <laughs> Apparently he would go down on her a pack a, true a day. Thing, yeah. I'd, be, I'd have to dig into that. And she kept asbestos down there, so <laughs> there is some truth to it. Yeah. And there was a lot of yeah. Um, anyway, the last three movies: Goldfinger. So this is a, a huge Bond household. Goldfinger yeah. is awesome. And the complete fifth season of Heartland. Interesting. Not the first, second, third, or fourth, but the fifth. This is when it got good of the CBC Shout out horse to, uh, drama. Michelle Morgan. Yes, she acts on that show. We work together at Fresh. Healing horses, healing hearts. It says, Heartland, where horses get ridden by Albertans. <laughs> <laughs> and if that, well, Mike, you know what? That was a brilliant segment there. Yeah. Thanks. It was my DVD, DVD corner. Are here. I mean, brilliant. It, you know, because honest to God, if, if if someone's rented a cottage, you know that cottage has a DVDs, and you it's one of the first things you want to know what DVDs are at that cottage. What are we dealing with? And like my girlfriend and I, we we've been rent like you know you know, we rent cottages in the summer and we go away, mm-hmm. and we've watched totally weird random movies. You know, we watched uh, last summer we watched Limitless with Bradley Cooper where. Hmm. And some scientist is like, if you take this pill, we only you know we only use ten whatever fifteen percent of our brains or fifty percent of our brains whatever. You take this pill, you use your whole brain, right? And then it's the stupidest, stupidest movie. Does everyone go crazy because their brains? Bradley too Cooper gets the pill and he becomes a genius and mm-hmm. runs for president or something. It's but anyway, watching bad movies is kind of like what you do at a cottage. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> You eat nice meals. It doesn't feel right to watch a classic. No. You need You're to watch something stupid. stupid. And oh, then yeah. we got Johnny Mnemonic on pause right That's now. right. Yeah. I, I genuinely want to finish it. And it's got a face of Udo Kier's face is bug out. And he's saying, you could have fucking killed me. We put the <laughs> subtitles on because the volume was down. Yeah. The, the premise is, seems to be, it's, the, it's 2021, the distant future. Yeah. And, Scary and, and times. And data is... is uh, in our head. Humans are basically USB sticks. Exactly. Yeah. And Johnny Mnemonic has got some sensitive data in his head, and I think people want to kill him or whatever. And I will say that this is this movie is supposed to suck so bad. Oh, and Ice T's in it. Uh, but it's based on a short story by William Gibson, which I think he wrote in like 1980 or something around there. And you got to admit, the concept that he's thinking of in 1980 or whatever is pretty fucking very hardcore. cool. Hats off to William. You're talking about the internet and all that. I mean, yeah. it's, it's pretty neat. Um, and he wrote Neuromancer, which is his big one, which right. I think was an inspiration for The Matrix, right. which also featured Keanu Reeves. Damn, you're right. Damn, dude. Canadian. You like him. Yeah. Um, damn, I, had, I forgot what I was You're going to say something about him coming up with the internet ideas oh. like back in like 1980 and also when it, st- it started it was like the free city of newark and there was an establishing shot but we clocked right away that it wasn't newark was it it was toronto in they 1995 a- yeah. yeah you can see the bank of montreal right there you could hear enid uh in yes. the background playing Do- bare naked oh, ladies play that this cottage trail. yeah you yeah. can hear the bare naked ladies filming their initial plea or pledge to become famous 
on Speaker's Corner. <laughs> yes. Remember that? Oh, that video blew up. Uh-huh. In Toronto, there's a channel called City TV, <laughs> and it used to be an independent station. And right downtown, they had this booth. You could go in and you put in a loony, you put in a dollar, and you, and, and you could record yourself Speak almost your like mind. in a photo booth. And then there was a show every week where they'd play the best recordings. So random people could go in and say random shit, and it would get on TV. And the bare naked ladies here in Toronto in the early 90s mm-hmm. did that and sang... And that was part of their journey to success. Did either of you ever do any Speaker's Corner things? I did, I did a few. I did too. With my brother. Uh, I think me and my friends acted stupid on it, but I don't remember what we did. I always remember they were on the when they would air like the best of on like the weekend. Mm-hmm. There would always be a group of like guys who were like, Toronto girls are so think they're so much better. They're so stuck up. They think they're too good for everyone. And then there'd be a group of. Of like girls in their twenties going like Toronto guys don't know anything. <laughs> they don't know how to talk to a girl, and you know it says a lot about society. I think. I remember when the Blue Jays won the World Series in 1993. In the aftermath, you know, I'm flipping around on TV and I put it on City TV, and they were like, uh, "Now let's check what speaker's corner was being recorded when the Blue Jays <laughs> won," and it was some guy being like, "Blah blah blah, Blue Jays, what?" What? They won? The Blue Jays won? Oh, okay, Philadelphia. Go cry in your cream cheese. But it's like, if you care so much about <laughs> Is that the... exactly how it went? Yeah. It's stuck in your mind it so did, vividly. It did. Go cry in your cream cheese really stuck Go in my head. Go cry in your cream 19... cheese. Or what is it, 29 years Which ago? Which doesn't even... There's... Anyways. But um, if that guy cared so much about the Blue Jays Phillies World Series, why aren't you watching it? Imagine the most tense moment of your team's whole season maybe of your lifetime you're on you're going on speaker's corner watch the game joe <laughs> carter walk off home run one of the greatest world series moments in history you're missing it to go on speaker's corner interesting but how did he know they won it was he immediately someone told ran? him oh, okay. someone off off camera was like dude the blue jays won wow yeah the, remember the days when toronto was full of so many hosers oh yeah like uh <laughs> Guys in jeans and jean jackets with like mullets and stuff. In the 80s and even 90s, I think it was still pretty heavy. The 80s and early 90s, Toronto was really like um, a Labatt Blue commercial. Oh, yeah. What's that you know? band? And Northern Pike. Adult now. Oh, uh, Pursuit, Pursuit of, of Happiness. Happiness. Yeah, like I watched one of their videos and they were mm-hmm. totally dudes with mullets and jeans and jean jackets. Yeah. It really was like. And the kids they in the hall cool. kind of looked like that when they yep. started with the tucked in yep. shirts and jeans and stuff. Yeah. It's ding, such a vibe. Ding, 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 ding. It's a very ding, Toronto ding, vibe. Ding, ding, ding. Yeah, 89. Like, remember Northern Pikes? Yeah. <laughs> she ain't pretty. She just looks that way. You know yeah. what? Late 80s, early 90s Toronto. Such a vibe between the kids in the hall, <laughs> those bands you're talking about. Like, Exactly, and it's totally nerdy guys yeah. with jeans and jean jackets and mullets. It's so yeah. Then you got snow. Then you got the Dream Warriors. Well, that's mid nineties. Yeah. So. Okay. Well, I guess it might have been ninety three. Maybe you're Snow's right. Snow's way after Dream Warriors. In Dream Warriors were early. They were like ninety one or something. There's a a a thing my little brother showed me. Uh, this old like shout out Patrick Patrick Palazzo, my younger brother. Uh, he showed there's like a on YouTube an old CBC. Uh, profile on Snow, like as he was rising yes. to fame, and he had been, I guess, in trouble with the law in Scarborough, and um, 
there was a cop that he was always getting arrested by who gave him a hard time. And they asked him, like, what do you think about the sudden, like, stardom of snow? And he's like, well, I've seen, seen this guy who was always, you know, he was always in trouble. And I saw him one day, he was on the TV, and it said his name was Snow. And I said to myself, that's not Snow, that's Derek O'Brien. <laughs> <laughs> oh yeah Info I think I remember that song This might be completely wrong But I feel like Toronto in the early 90s Wasn't nearly Like it's very 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 diverse now In, in a great way And in the early 90s mm-hmm. it was like I, I don't think nearly as much So it's like of course our big rapper was Snow then Reggae He was a dance hall right. toaster right. Guy But like Mike and I were talking about this today Too it's like we're kind of proud like toronto has this really great connection to jamaica right and we love reggae and all this stuff but it's kind of it's still a bit like there's the sections that are like super caribbean yeah eglinton west yeah it's a bit like i didn't grow up there and it's weird like having that pride but i didn't i wasn't like in right. the scene i just grew up in right, a city like, that toronto was has a huge jamaican connection like population, yeah and, like right? old reggae stars yeah. came here to retire and, yeah he has a Caribbean background, I think. Oh, maybe I don't know what I'm talking <laughs> about. Who who came here to retire? Uh, a bunch of these like Jackie uh, Matu. A bunch of like Jamaican reggae legends like came here in the 70s and 80s. Hmm. And Kensington Market was like a big hub of uh, but what like, I was record say stores too, and stuff. Hmm. Was Snow was the one breakout dance hall artist <laughs> with <laughs> our huge like Jamaican yeah, cool yeah, population? Yeah, this white nerd. Yeah. yeah, Derek O'Brien. Darren, sorry, I got it wrong. Darren, Darren O'Brien. Darren O'Brien. Darren. That's not Snow. That's Darren O'Brien. <laughs> That's Darren so is funny. like, and no offense, like we know a few Darren. We know some Darrens, and they're totally awesome people. But I feel like <laughs> much this, love to Darrens. <laughs> much love. Hey, yeah. Respect to all the Darrens out there. <laughs> 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 if you were Darren, we Darren, love you. Darren, we know some. <laughs> <laughs> but like, can, okay, look, can we start a segment now called "Let's talk about the name Darren"? <laughs> Let's talk Darren. about the name Darren. Let's talk about the name Darren. <laughs> Let's talk about <laughs> you and me. <laughs> me. Let's talk oh, about like, Darren. Name. It's a funny name, Darren. Darren. But the Darren. But the thing is, is. Uh, me and Aaron, Darren without the D, Aaron. Aaron. And I don't need to say his last name. We all know who it is. Aaron Eves. Mm-hmm. <laughs> but like Aaron <laughs> and I would watch these videos when YouTube was newish still. Speaking of YouTube, this is a YouTube-centric evil zen. I don't know. I think these guys were from Barrie, Ontario or something. It was weird. But they did these like overdubbed of like star trek clips <laughs> and there's one that's so funny you know like the voiceover stuff where they're oh, like yeah. doing prank like matching the lip reading yeah there's such there's a good one where like data walks into the bridge and uh jonathan Riker like looks yeah. at him and goes and the you old know, data goes like hey Riker," and then uh Riker looks at him and goes hey darren <laughs> I love the idea of him forgetting Data's name and calling him Darren. <laughs> we should watch TNG while we're here. Uh, it's well, is it on? Oh yeah, Netflix. Oh yeah. All right. Um, that's so funny. Yeah, will we colonize Mars and still a bunch of white girls will be called like 
Darren and Barry walking around Mars. Yeah, Eric. Happen, man. Well, stay tuned, folks. Eric, get get away from that turbine. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> no, you know what I mean. The air hatch. You know, uh, there's really funny videos online. Like early '90s, it was Star Trek: The Next Generation mania. Yeah. I'm telling you, man. And, and maybe this is another Toronto thing. But I'm telling you, the Sky Dome yeah. hosted the final episode of Star Trek The Next Generation. They showed it on the Jumbotron, <laughs> and like 30,000 people came to watch it. And what it. did someone on Speaker's Corner say? Well, what? Star Trek is over? Just found on- out that it's the last ride of the Oscars <laughs> Enterprise. On, on the community... Cable station, Rogers Cable 10, there was a weekly, I think, Star Trek the next, like Star Trek show by these two nerds who wore Star Trek uniforms and would take questions and call ins. <laughs> and there's videos of it online. It's Holy so shit, funny. I think I remember that. Oh, wow. Okay. Like they I've, knew I've everything at, about Star Trek. Yeah, and people would, would call questions. in, like, what do you think about this or that? And then, of course, there's like horrible prank calls and <laughs> calling them losers or whatever. <laughs> but it's these adult men in Star Trek uniforms, like, doing just a, a community cable access show about Star Trek The Next Generation. If, if, you, if you look, it's great to Is look it on up. YouTube? Yes. If you look up, like, um, Star Trek Toronto Cable, does it come up? I think there was a blog to article. I swear, about it. I remember it. Mike's looking. Imagine up here. being a grown Torontonian. Did that come up when when you type that in? It, or, or if you type in blog to Star Trek, something came up. I'll see here. It's Rog- 10, ten Toronto prank calls. <laughs> That's probably it. And there was a a fella who was. Is he a heavy? Yes, that is the show. Yes. Hey, do you have a question or comment for us? I, I totally remember that. I'm having a Star Trek and Star Wars party. Yep. We're all going to dress up as as characters. Right. And my friend Chuck, he's going to dress up as a, as a Romulus. Right. And I'm going to be Captain Picard. Okay, okay. And do you want to come? Because you could be a, a Star Wars character. Oh, no, I don't want to be a Star Wars character. No. No, no maybe Sue would you like to be a Star Wars character. No, no, I don't, I don't want to be a Star Wars. That's character. mean. No. She We're said he he could be Jabba the Hutt. That's mean, and he's he's a chubby dude. That's mean. Uh, That's what she like was that. saying. Yeah, I don't like that. Good evening. Welcome to Ten Forward. Where are you calling from? I'm calling from Pickering. Okay. Do you have a question or comment for us? Um. Yeah. Uh, first, I'd like to say hi to my friend Dave. Okay. Uh, Star Wars party pals. All right. And um, I was wondering, um, you know Jabba the Hutt? Um, I believe that we do. Yes. The Jedi, yeah. I was told that it takes like 16 people to control him. That's right. It's uh, it's a huge puppet, and uh, they have both human operators and they have computer, computer operators. Yeah, and uh, so they, they have uh, someone moving the tail and someone moving the mouth and the eyes, and uh, it's really quite an interesting He's thing. He's been and, uh, and way too to kind. Because, uh, we'll get a chance to see that sort of stuff. Poor guy. In, I feel bad for this guy. He's also yeah. not... I have one last thing to say. Okay. Um, can you, like, strip naked and dance around like a fucking... Well... <laughs> Whoa! Do you mean the poor guy? Anyway, if you look, these are that's what people from Pickering are like, ladies and gentlemen. Two Pickering calls. If you look it up, it's called Ten Forward. Was the name of the show? And uh, I mean, I don't like. I don't like seeing this guy made fun of because the poor guy, (laughs) just a chubby guy who loves Star Trek, dressed up in a Star Trek uniform. Uh, And if he is a patron on and he's listening, yeah. 
You're no way as big be, as Jabba the Hutt. Jabba the Hutt's huge. He's a little chubby. It's yeah, not that it's bad. It's not. And also, that was mean of those people. No body shaming to anybody. Not even Jabba the Hutt. No, it's not nice. I, I genuinely, genuinely find it very mean. Well, those two guys. Yeah. I don't. I don't like mean humor. Me neither. I like creative, silly stuff. Me too. At the same time, though. <laughs> If you go on TV dressed up as a Star Trek man, Mike, that's so you're mean. opening yourself up to a world of well, ridicule and a world of okay. That's a fair criticism. point. What are you talking However, about, Mike? I've never been. Why not ridiculed. just enjoy yourself? You know, I don't know. <laughs> I know what you're saying. You know, when you're doing a Star Trek cable access show, that you're running the risk of people making fun of you. It's like, um, if you've ever- escaped, you've survived high school. Mm. Without getting beaten to death by jocks mm. yeah. for being a nerd, mm. then you are like, God, I made it out alive. Let's go on TV and put my phone number on there so they can call me now. <laughs> you are right in a way. There I is, yeah. But hey, what's it called? Everyone's like, welcome to love what they love and be who they are. Mike, very progressive of you. Thank you. Wow, that's fucking crazy. That blew my mind. It is crazy. <laughs> well. I'm Christ-like. Hmm. You should tell the owners of this cottage. Yeah. They would love you. <laughs> Maybe the murderer in the basement is a Trekkie and now will Won't only kill, kill me. <laughs> I think they're crying, actually, because of how sweet you were about that man. I love Star Trek The Next Generation so much. <laughs> you can watch. I guarantee you we'll be 80 years old and it'd be like, that show's still good. It's so good. <laughs> I love it. I don't know what? it as well as you. I never like. Oh, it's it's. I kind would of dip a in and out and see episodes, like, but I don't know it. Kind really. of fun ideas sometimes and corny, but also really <laughs> watchable. Very comforting. It's great. I think I saw one where <laughs> Darren. No, when Dana. <laughs> Data. Wait, I'm just joking. When Data became a stand-up comedian. Ah, uh, yeah, yeah. Doesn't he wear a cowboy hat in one as well? Oh, that's a classic episode. Yeah. Okay. You know who I think is the, attractive? The com- the com- oh, I'll get, let's get to that. But the com- in the comedian episode, Data like is frustrated because he's a robot. And he can't. He doesn't understand humor. Yeah. So he goes to the holodeck. Right. And he, he Visits pulls the up. A, he, he pulls up. I, I want a stand-up comedian from the past to teach me comedy. <laughs> and he goes through and it's like, do you want, you know... Um, Johnny Carson from 1970 or uh, Glob... Sam Kinison. Yeah, or like Glob Glinglong from 3140 or yeah. Joe Piscopo from the 1980s. And he goes, ding, Joe Piscopo. And oh, yeah. Joe Piscopo playing himself I in the holodeck no. teaches Data stand-up. I forgot yes. about that. No. Yes, yes. They really... Does he teach him how to be like a gym rat and, <laughs> as well? Yeah, they really um, did Speaking not of get guys right his, be... his legacy correct. Yeah. You know, we, yeah. Joe yeah. Piscopo. Yes. Not Steve Eddie Murphy. Teaches not Data as you come Martin. Or, right. Yeah, no, Joe Piscopo. The Speaking guy of guys who like don't <laughs> want to be called nerd anymore. Mm. Yeah, you're right. He really became one of those like, I got famous he for has. comedy, but now I'm going to just become so strong so you can't hurt me ever again. And he was a star on Saturday Night Live in the 80s. But he could It was like him and Eddie Murphy were like, my understanding, obviously, is that they were like the two stars of Saturday Night Live from like 1980 to 85 was Eddie Murphy and Joe Piscopo. Mm -hmm. And yeah, one had a good career and one... Piscopo? 
Biscopo fucked up by not putting on the fat suit and doing his version of the clumps. Oh, you know what I mean? The Jersey clumps. The Jersey clumps. (laughs) The clumpizios. But I'm kind of. But when I look at the old ones, you can tell how Eddie Murphy is so incredible. Yeah. Piscopo, you can't fucking tell. You know, you're right. He doesn't he, seem very fun. Yeah, okay. you're like, what the fuck? Can I give fuck? an example? Yeah. You guys love this I guy? weirdly watched uh, an early 80s Saturday Night Live, and it was a Joe Piscopo sketch with him and, another, and a woman. And the joke was they were a couple called the Winers. Yeah, I remember that. And they that. go to a restaurant, and they're like, Doug and Jan Winer. <laughs> and they're like, "I this water's not cold enough. I don't like where our table is. And it's like seven minutes of... Two people whining. And imagine the writers staying up till 5 a.m. doing like <laughs> pounds of cocaine, writing the whiners. <laughs> Good God. It's pretty bad. Huh. Joey. <laughs> Joey pissy. <laughs> Joey pissy pants. <laughs> but what got him? What? Why did he bring him up again? Because he was on Star oh, Trek. Data. Oh, I know what we were going to go back to. Mm-hmm. It should have been Chris Kattan teaching <laughs> Data. Or Sherry O'Terry. Yeah. Chris, you said, you know who I'm attracted to? Yes. Go on. So everybody goes Troy crazy. Yes, and, I, and I'm one of them. But there is an episode or a few where, my goodness, they're letting her wear that on TV. It's quite revealing. Mm-hmm. Quite uh, mm, like licenza ish almost. Oh, yeah. Did Data have to go lemon? Lululemon. Did Data have to like look up a famous pervert to find out why, how to be horny? <laughs> <laughs> I think he did have a girlfriend in an episode. I think he But I kind of had a weird crush on Dr. Crusher. Yeah, she's, she's very pretty. And she's very pretty, and she also looks Gates like McFadden. a teacher that was nice to me in like grade six. You know, <laughs> she's got a red-headed Irish or Scottish kind of yeah. look, and she's she's beautiful. You know, she actually was in season one, I believe, and left the show because she was was a dancer. Yeah, and oh. then came back because the other yeah, yeah they got that blonde lady to replace her who yeah, was kind of completely unremarkable, unmemorable. <laughs> Excellent yes. career move. Leave a popular TV show to pursue dancing. <laughs> well, <laughs> say back. A great, uh, you know, long-term career move. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Unfortunately, I've got this Vegas show. Hey, speaking of Udo Kier, he's in Johnny Mnemonic right now. I think he's also in Showgirls. I've never seen We were talking Girls. about, maybe it was off mic, we were talking mm-hmm. about Paul Verhoeven earlier. Yes, because um, I want... I've. Sort of while we're here, I was like, we should watch Total Recall and Starship Troopers. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I've never seen Showgirls. It's insane. I definitely wanted to see it when I was 14. He asked Elizabeth Berkley <laughs> to act insane, I think, because it doesn't make sense on celluloid, as they say. Hmm. Like why she's behaving the way she is. It's just a shit show. Uh, but it's really funny. Like, I think he's. Anyways, it's, it's like, he's really making fun of America in we Showgirls. So, in, I can't. I would love to see it. Yeah, we, we were talking. And America trashed it. They were like, "This movie's a piece of shit." Yeah, because they don't have that kind of. I don't know. Like, not saying. Oh man, I don't mean to generalize, but the general public, if you have such, if you have such a pride about America, you can't kind of see it through that lens, yeah. the objective lens. But it's really funny. Mm-hmm. It's basically, yeah basically showing you how people are fast food oh i'd love to see it <laughs> james do show yourself girls. a favor right get show yourself girls. a nice bottle of rosé one night <laughs> 
Make some nice salmon and yes. a salad. Pop this on showgirls. good to me. Yeah. Um, we were, we were talking earlier about how I saw Starship Troopers when I was a kid and just liked it not clocking the irony <laughs> and then rewatched it recently and it was like, oh man, it's really wild how, you know, the you're, the guys you're watching are the bad guys and you don't realize. Like, it's pretty cool. Paul Verhoeven's amazing. I want to rewatch Ro- Robocop too. Mm-hmm. Yeah. There's, they're all kind of satires. Yeah. Yeah. They really like hmm. he. He's one of the only directors where you can really see him get into this country and this culture, <clears throat> and satirize it with an outsider's sharp edge, and still get away with it because, on the surface level, they're awesome action movies. Mm-hmm. And then yeah, if you, uh, it's really yeah. funny. It's like how Jason. I feel Reichman- like a lot of podcasts have covered this. Sorry. Yeah. Mm. I was going to say, another outsider who can satirize America through an outsider's eyes, like Jason Reitman in movies like Juno or Ghostbusters. Ghostbusters Afterlife. Afterlife. Yeah. 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 Through a Canadian, uh, Canadian's eyes. Most beautiful eyes of all. <laughs> it's, uh, you know, hmm. I really like those movies where um, a person goes back to the small hometown where they're from. And then the story mostly takes place there. But they're mm. different because they were from Hollywood now. Yes. It's yes. different. It is different to go back home after getting a couple of gigs in Hollywood. Oh, yeah. It was hard for me. Yeah. Me too. Mm. I had to prove to my gang <laughs> that I was, <clears throat> you know, still street. Well, you know, to be in a Hollywood movie... I'm sure you guys know this because you're part of the industry. <clears throat> yeah, there is a, an initiation ceremony. I've eaten similar. so many cheese cubes off of toothpicks. Yeah, but also, I'm talking about the big initiation ceremony where they're like, "You want to be in the movie? Great, we'd love to have you, but you have to kill a guy." Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah, and it's always like in the basement of like a pizza parlor or something <laughs> yeah. like that. I know. Yeah, Planet Pizza or whatever in DC. Yeah. Uh What's yeah, that one? all that sh- yeah, Comet Gate, Comet Pig- bowling yeah, alleys. It. There's bowling alleys yeah. too. There's all kinds of fun places to go with your family. Where just below are rooms where the Hollywood elite are killing a guy just to initiate themselves. Yeah, mm. I guess they're not the elite yet, but to become the elite. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. But you know what? When I lived in Hollywood, for I lived there for about. 12 years <laughs> and i really made a good go of it yeah but you know what <clears throat> i would make i didn't want to have that kind of like ego that elitism you know i wanted nah. to mm-hmm. i i made friends with everybody the limo drivers <laughs> you know um the, shit you know the what pizza sometimes, delivery guy the pizza delivery guy sometimes i even Delivered a pizza or drove a limo. You know what I mean? Like, I just. You spend a lot of time hanging out with shoeshine boys. That's right. Um, and you know what? A lot of those shoeshine boys that sit out there and go, Can I shine your shoes, sir? They're all... You always hear about that in LA. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, at the big train station down in LA. <laughs> They're always shining shoes before you go into the big studio for a meeting, like F. Scott Fitzgerald, mm-hmm. who I can't remember which one we mentioned him in. But yeah, they. I I would I would spend a, a shoe shine boy or 
your big Hollywood celeb now, like John. George C. Scott or, <laughs> you know. Gene Kelly. Gene Kelly, whoever's the big, who's that big hotshot in Hollywood right now? I can't remember. Kirk Douglas. Kirk Douglas, Gene exactly. Kelly, IRA donator, correct? Yeah, I think yeah. so, yeah. Oh, anyway, yeah. wow. Anyway. Uh, I'd like to see him dance around that. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Well, uh, yeah, name your biggest Hollywood celebs of the day, whether it's Carol... Um, what, what, Alt, the, the model. Carol Burnett. Oh, wait. Yeah. No, Carol from uh, uh, All in the Family. Sure. What's his name? Gene... Oh, the, wait, the dad? The yeah. daughter? The dad. Shall- oh, Carol O'Connor. Carol O'Connor. Yeah, he's one of the biggest guys in Hollywood right now. And what's the movie he made with Sidney Poitier that's really oh, hot right now? Oh, Who's Coming for Dinner? No. <laughs> Is, am I wrong? Why are you laughing? Who, who's coming What's it called? Dinner? Guess Who's Coming for Dinner? In the Heat of the Night. No. In the Heat of the Night. Wait. Who's Coming it, for Dinner? The, what's it called? I was thinking of In the Heat Guess of the Night. Guess Who's Coming to Dinner. Oh, whatever. But In the Heat of the Night is the one with Carol O'Connor and Sidney Poitier. It's really yeah. burning up Hollywood right now. But it he's is. also in so. Guess Who's Coming to Dinner, Sidney Poitier. Or, as we know in yeah, Canada. Yeah, Sidney Poitier. Who's, who's Coming, coming to, to Dinner? dinner? <laughs> Who the fuck is Coming to Dinner, you say? <laughs> well, I've never seen it. Ashton Kutcher did a remake of that with <laughs> Samuel L. Jackson. <laughs> Dude, where's my dinner? I think it was Samuel Jackson. I think it was Ashton Kutcher. But he's like, yeah. Mm. It's it's good to make remakes of those classics. They always oh, do yeah. pretty well. Soon it'll, it'll be three makes. I can't mm-hmm. wait. The yeah, we're, we're, we're entering remake. three make phase for sure. Yeah. But yeah, give me the choice to hang out drinking <laughs> in a, you know, in a swanky bar all night. With Carol O'Connor, Robert or just Mitchum. a classic shoeshine boy, I pick mm-hmm. shoeshine boy. Right, right. Because he's not only salt of the earth, but he's got stories that are way more exciting than a pampered like Hollywood a celeb idol right. has right now. Right, if you're a sneakerhead, it's heaven. <laughs> yeah, he shines a lot of sneakers. <laughs> he ruins <laughs> with white. Here's my brand new shine. sneakers. I want you to uh, shine them up with shoe polish, please. <laughs> white shoe polish. <laughs> I think we should all become sneakerheads. It's a really cool thing for guys like us to get involved in and devote I our would, lives and money sure. to. Yeah. Last time I was in Hollywood, I was getting my shoe shine mm-hmm. just before actually getting on an Air Canada flight back to home, mm-hmm. which is, you know, Canada. Canada. <laughs> yeah, we know. <laughs> the shoe shine boys shining my shoes and he goes, Hey, you hear about Carol O'Connor? And I go, What? No, not what? What happened? Is he okay? He's one of my favorite actors. The shoe shine boy goes. Turns out he's a weirdo. <laughs> and I go, is there any of them that's not a weirdo these days? My God! And the shoe shine boy says, "Damned if I could find one." Shit! Mm, poignant. Well, Carol O'Connor's lucky he died. Sydney bef- poignant. <laughs> Who's having dinner? Um, Carol O'Connor. Who the fuck is eating dinner here? <laughs> Who ate my dinner? <laughs> it's about Goldilocks. <laughs> Spencer Tracy and uh, Goldilocks Catherine, is coming yeah. to breakfast. <laughs> Carol O'Connor's lucky he died before cancel culture because honestly, he would not be doing too well these days. You're not allowed to call anyone meathead anymore. <laughs> to say nothing of dingbat. <laughs> <laughs> what do you want, meathead? 
Wow, that guy's acting so fucking hard right now. Imagine the think pieces if All in the Family was out now. Like, no, it is not okay to call your uh, son-in-law meathead. I guarantee there's already been a few think pieces about how family attack or whatever it's called. Family attack. <laughs> <laughs> All in the family. No one can. That sounds like a weird Atari game. Yeah. Family attack. <laughs> meathead. <clears throat> Eat shit. <laughs> meathead. Eat lead. Uh, I bet you there's already been like sincere, yeah, yeah, articles that are like actually All in the Family was problematic, and here's why. Mm-hmm. And you're like, why? I'm really interested in reading this. Yeah, I'm gonna get really obsessed with being mad at all of the family now. <laughs> <laughs> Have you fucking thought about all in the family recently? <laughs> I woke Please up, tell me all about it. I woke up in a cold sweat the other night, thinking about the crimes of Archie Bunker. <laughs> Oh, there's a great song by James Brown called Cold Sweat. Actually, we don't talk about James Brown on this planet anymore. Yeah. You got to go to Jupiter to he talk was, about it. He was problematic. Yeah. Meet me on Jupiter. I got to tell you about this James Brown <laughs> <laughs> song I like. All right. Let's hop on the space liner. <laughs> Ladies and gentlemen, you'll be allowed to talk about James Brown in 20 minutes when we uh, on It's like a sun wing, but for trips where you can go and talk about people who are canceled (laughs) without getting in trouble. (laughs) Ladies and gentlemen, in about 20 minutes, we will be uh, reaching uh, Talk About James Brown Zone. (laughs) Gentlemen, you'll be able to enjoy all your favorite old Woody Allen movies uh, in about 20 minutes when we land on Jupiter. Ladies and gentlemen, we have just landed safely on Jupiter. Please uh, enjoy telling everyone that you love the movie Bananas. (laughs) (laughs) Ladies and gentlemen, if you're a Ricky Martin fan, just hold it in for 20 more minutes and then you'll be allowed to play all of his hits because you can't uh, until we land there. (laughs) Someone lands into a space station in the skies of Jupiter and then gets into their room and's like, oh, and puts on Big <laughs> Levita Lopez. <laughs> and Annie Hall and dun, dun, the Cosby dun, dun, Show. Dun, dun, dun. <laughs> yeah. like Michael Jackson. This Kevin is Spacey. my safe zone. <laughs> or safe space, yeah. Welcome to Jupiter. I just did the voice that Bill Burr does to make fun of, like, wimpy guys. <laughs> We've done an hour and two minutes. Welcome to Jupiter. A new, a new spin on sixty minutes. Sixty-two. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> uh, well, I suppose we could wrap up. I mean, if you want. Well, thanks everybody for listening. I just want to say that no sounds are coming from the basement. We might be safe. I'm not sure. But if this is our last communique. You know what killed us. Yes. The freakazoid in the basement who was watching a Bruno Mars video when we pulled in. The Christian woman who owns two copies of Devil Wears Prada? (laughs) Please play both those copies of The Devil Wears Prada at our joint funeral. (laughs) Both in entirety. Mm -hmm. There's a clue in, in them. And we won't tell you where. And season one of Ugly Betty. Yes. You have to watch all three of those things and 
in them will be a clue to the uh, you know the, the our murderer. Yes, that we've left in the DVD. Uh, so you got to watch them, and also because they're great flicks. Bum, 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 bum.